thinking about this wrong. Maybe I should be dramatic and, and, and cause problems. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Messy is the new normal. Yeah. Messy I'm doing this wrong. Normal. Yep. I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Activities. A celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So, so let, let the, the Black activities begin. Hey, y'all. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with Mona Lisa the Poet and Karen, a.k.a. KK. These are my beautiful Black Activities co-hosts. So, y'all, I have a confession. What's up? Even though I know it's fake, and personally, I even feel like the storylines are stupid, I still watch a good bit of reality TV. Y'all watch reality TV? No, ma'am. I do. But I, I limit myself to two. I don't watch all the new ones. I've cut back on it a little bit, but for me, it's like mindless television because my brain is going all day. So then when I get home and I just don't want to think about anything, I will watch reality TV. See, I don't. I went through my phase. Don't get me wrong. When the Bad Girls Club first started out and it didn't seem so scripted. That's when I did it. But then after a while, I was just like, bruh, like the, the disrespect that they doing, I would have ended up in jail. So that's how I knew it wasn't real because they was just constantly like, I'm finna walk in the house. Now we finna go out to eat. We finna go clubbing. And then as soon as they walk in the house, it just starts swinging on people like, eh, eh, eh. and I'm like, baby, this is not real. I can't do this. I cut back on some of my shows, but I still do watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, I stopped. Ain't no way in the world I could be a Rashida. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm -mm. I remember when Rashida used to make music. And I'd be like, Dang. <laughs> Right. But I have to say, it's funny, though. My girls, when they come home from college, like here recently, uh, it was over Thanksgiving break. They came home and we were all in the living room. They was like, we got to watch baddies. And I was like, what's baddies? And they was like, oh, oh, they turned it on. My oldest daughter, her boyfriend was here. They even got him watching it. <laughs> So all three of them telling me what's going on. And then it'll show them like on the little, the little splinter party bus going to the club, doing a show. And then it'll show them throw, somebody throw up and then somebody fighting. And I'm just sitting here on the couch, like disgusted. And then they sit here like, yeah, they should kick Rolly off the show. They should do this. And I'm sitting here like, what in the world is going on? Like, how do y'all, my hands start hurting. Yeah. I made up an excuse and went in my room closer though. I was like, I can't. Any show with Ray J, you can definitely tell is scripted. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hat. <laughs> so where I get conflicted with these shows is the way that black women are characterized on these shows. We are always being messy. We're always trying to fight. And that's what today's conversation is about. If you want to be part of this conversation and you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment on this video, or you can join us on Instagram. We are at Blacktivities Pod. We're on Facebook too, folks, but all of those links are in the show notes. And if we like what you said, we might talk about it on the show. KK, I know that you got some big facts on this. I do. What you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
So reality TV is actually not as new as we think. The first actual reality show was Candy Camera, which came to television in 1948. Then in the 70s, you know, just by decade in the 70s, there was an American family and real people. In the 80s, of course, we had cops begin. And then this iteration of reality TV started in the 90s with Real World in 1982. And so as far as information on Black women in reality TV, what I really deferred to, which is a book that I recommend everybody pick up by Dr. Allison, last name, I want to don't want to screw it up, but I believe it's Donna Treese or Dom Treese. And she is a professor of communication studies and Africana studies at Stockton University in Galloway, New Jersey. She is the author of a book called Black Women's Portrayals in Reality Television, The New Sapphire. And it covers tropes like the Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire, and how that impacts the way Black women are portrayed on reality TV. And when you think about it, you see exactly those tropes. Not as much the Mammy, but definitely the Jezebel and the Sapphire, because why? We know Jezebel is the one that's supposed to be loose, and we know the Sapphire is the sassy, right? So she goes into the book to speak about the images of Black women that are presented, fighting, arguing, cursing, and so forth. And, you know, the Mammy is described as the synonymous one, followed by the essence of Aunt Jemima. We don't see that as much anymore, but we do see the subjugation of Black women in a lot of other ways as the Jezebel and the Sapphire. And she illustrates that the Jezebel women were born out of chattel slavery, and then that they stood for Black women who are sexually depraved, and then how the sapphires are angry and emasculating. And if you know anything about the conversation that's happening in 2024, it's about how masculine women are, particularly Black women. So I would just recommend reading the book because it talks about the gender and racial stereotypes and how that influences us and has impacted us as Black women. So there's our Big fact, check that book out by Dr. Allison Donatrice. All right. Thanks, KK. Well, let's jump right into the questions then. What are the biggest problems that you guys see in how we're being portrayed? It's the typical angry, loud, aggressive Black woman. Stereotypical, which is wild. And don't get me wrong, we, us as Black women, I feel like because we are the most disrespected, um, we do come off as aggressive. And also, too, any type of positivity we put into ourselves, let's say if we do provide our own positive words or affirmations and we are confident, no matter how confident we come off, it is mistaken for being aggressive and being angry. So I just want to say that, though. I'll back off. So we are, according to Brother Malcolm X, the most disrespected, unprotected, neglected person in America. And that has not changed. 
And so what we're seeing is, I believe we're seeing it perpetuated on the national TV. And what saddens me is that there's folks who have never encountered a Black woman, but that's their perspective of who we are. The fact that they're beautiful, I love that. But there's a duality that exists. I find that a lot of people who encounter me have an expectation and then I enjoy not being that. But I also enjoy the duality of being a Black woman because let me tell you, if I decide in a minute I'm going out with the girls and I'm going to have fun and a little twerk happens, that don't mean I'm not smart. That doesn't mean I'm not articulate. That just means I'm having a good time with it. <laughs> it's just that simple. You mean you're not a Jezebel? Well, I'm certainly not a mammy. <laughs> so maybe I got Jezebel elements. I don't know. Maybe Jezebel components, a sapphire or something. And so when people use terms, we have to think there's coded language too. So when somebody says sassy, we're using that in a different way in our community. But when somebody outside of our community says, oh, you're quite sassy, aren't you? That is coded language for maybe you shouldn't be saying what you're saying. Maybe you shouldn't be as outspoken as you are. And when it comes to, to our bodies, our hair, or how we show up in a space, we are not a monolith. The criticism will always be there for us as Black women. This is off script a little bit. But there was a whole issue on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta where Erica Mena got kicked off because she called Spice a black monkey. <laughs> a what blue monkey. About? Oh, a blue Her monkey. A blue, a blue monkey. monkey. <laughs> what do y'all feel about that? Okay, before I say anything, I just want to point out that it is never okay to call someone any name, especially a monkey, and then like you throw a rock and then hide your hand. So you can't say, oh, I called her that, but I didn't know the history behind it because I feel like that's what Erica Mena did. That right there, that that was wild. Even though I kept watching the replay um, whenever they, when people would share it, I didn't, he- I didn't hear it. Did y'all hear her say it? Like, I heard her say it. Did y'all say, you did hear her say it? Okay. Um, I, it, so it's never okay to call someone that, especially when you are of a different ethnicity. But also, this may be out out of pocket. I personally feel like she be do looking a hot mess. What's her name? Spice. She look a hot mess. She be looking a hot mess sometimes. I, now her music and what she put out, I have listened to some of it, and it is fire. It's, it kind of like it's one of those like turn up types, but she look a hot mess. But it's never okay to call somebody out, even if you are angry. There's been times I've been angry at people. But internally, that is how she feel. And when someone gets angry, it's the same as a drunk man tell no tales. They're going to say what they say and they're going to say how they feel. Exactly. And then her being counseled behind that, I, I grew with them. It's time for you to go sit down somewhere. Because she wasn't putting out any type of positivity anyway. I mean, if you think about it, if, if, I'm, if I stand correctly, if, if I'm incorrect, y'all correct me. Um, she came out about because she was a side piece to DJ Envy, right? Was she? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. So if, I, if, if I'm correct, so that's how she came about anyway, because she was a side piece. She knew in DJ Envy is married. He's still married, but that's how she came about. So them counseling her 
I mean, I, I'm I'm all for that because again, like what positivity did Erica Mina put towards the reality TV? Do you think they just shouldn't have aired that part in the first place? From my understanding, they wasn't going to do it, but then they decided to because it had happened a long time ago. They had recorded other um, episodes after the fact. I don't watch that show, but they should have. Because if you're on a show exposing who you are, then you need to just do exactly that. Yeah. And she threw rocks and hit her hands, just like you said. She's allegedly Afro-Latina. And now she's completely embracing being a Latina woman, which is fine. But the issue with it, and I've talked about this before, is the fact that you cannot call Black women animal references when we have been dehumanized so much. When we have been dehumanized, you know, we have been called beasts and monkeys and savages as well. So that's why I, there's this part of me like, I love Meg's song, Savage, but what's behind it, the history behind it, messes with my head a little bit. Mm. Because we have been referenced as those things. We've been referred to as savages, monkeys, beasts, all the things. And with that, it's problematic for her to say it, but it's also problematic if I said it. If I, as a black woman, call another black woman an animal reference, that's problematic. In this, it was meant as an insult. It was meant as a dig. She said what she needed to say and she got canceled. I'm sure she's going to be back. Her brand is controversial and and it's worth investing. And that's what makes money is controversy. That's what makes money. That's what reality TV is all about is the most drama is what's going to bring the most money. I just want to say this. That little minute clip is all of love and hip hop I've ever watched. <laughs> really? <laughs> ever. I have never. So go ahead. I'm sorry. She has black kids too. So she should have known better. Oh, so she black by injection? Mm, yeah. Definitely. Safari, her baby daddy. Yeah. Because you know, I've heard people say they was Mexican by injection too. So I guess she. Oh, wow. How has reality TV and social media affected the next generation? They don't know. It's like, (laughs) that's what entertainment is. And that's it. And they live off of that. I personally feel like, I mean, I feel like reality TV is different from when it first started out. Because obviously the more drama, again, like I said, the more money. So that's what they're fixated on. Like there is not enough drama in documentaries and history and all of the other stuff. Like that's boring to them. So it's I feel like they're missing out. That's entertainment now. You feel like young black girls try to emulate that and they like think that it's okay to act like that in real life. Mm-hmm. I bet right now, if we was to go and create a bad girls club of a city near you, think of how many young girls would show up just to be a part of it. Yeah. And put on a show to try to get on the show. Yes. And then let's say if we created an organization where we're shedding light and providing resources to black young women, you think that'd be the same turnout? Definitely not. (laughs) 
And it certainly wouldn't be funded in the same way. Exactly. That's the that's most important. Again, monetary. <laughs> it would not be funded the same way. I mean, I'm deeply involved in community here and I see people who move in certain ways on behalf of Black women and they need funding. So it would never be funded in that same way. I want to circle back to your question of how they're impacted. I had someone close to me call me one day all upset. She got beef with a girl and she was like, do you think I need to like take her to dinner and ask her what her problem is with me? (laughs) I said, Miss Ma'am, do you really think people do that in real life? You don't take nobody to dinner and ask. Now you can have a conversation. And then you gotta throw a drink in their face. I mean, come on. Right. (laughs) Water, you gotta throw water on it. I was like, that is the most ridiculous problem solving. Like, why can't we have a phone call? Why can't? And if we do sit together, let's just sit together. Because first of all, the premise of your question is wrong. (laughs) Why do you? I heard you got a problem. Why you got a problem? Well, that's going to be a problem. Right. That's already asking. You might as well just Vaseline your face up and take your (laughs) earrings off because we know where that's going. I ain't taking nobody, nobody, nowhere. Right. I, I'm going to find out why she got a problem. So, yes, it does impact because, I mean, it's just it's it's not as as kind of a, the world has never been kind, but it certainly is not as kind of a world when it comes to our interactions. Customer service is already shitty Ooh. everywhere you go. Mm. But but this right here. The way we interact, and I've seen things with parents and elders and grandparents that are just hideous and atrocious and would never happen now. I'm not saying they're perfect, but people don't interact with each other well at all. First of all, as an adult with three children and bills, I can give two shits on how you feel. (laughs) But if that relationship and how you feel is, it means a lot to me, is important. Whenever whatever happened, when it happened, we would have had a conversation right then and there. Even even if I did something, I'm still going to make sure as an adult, a respectful adult, I give you the floor, the way you can voice that opinion, and we squash it right then and there. So that it, it's different. People don't look at it like, like that. They want to have that attention. They want to make Facebook posts, they won't, you know, go live. Oh, that irritates me when people go live. Don't get me wrong. I give them the floor when they go live because I'm I'm nosy. <laughs> but <laughs> I just be sitting here like, ooh, child, y'all is messy. But that's not that's not doing it because that's making it bigger than what the situation actually is. And when you kind of figure out exactly what that situation is, you just said, y'all just wasted all of this time. Y'all could have just talked about it, been on doing something bigger and better. But again, they want that attention. That's what it's about. That attention brings them. You make money off of it. Maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. Maybe I should be dramatic and, and, and cause problems. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Messy is the new normal. Yeah. Messy I'm doing is the damn normal. Yep. I think we should be on here fighting because you know I don't like you anyway. I meant to right. tell you. I'm going to just let you know that I got a problem with your eyebrows. I sat here and tried to drop my, my eyebrows. 
I was trying to do mine like yours and I can't do mine like yours because I can't fill them in right. I got a problem with people that wear eyelashes because I've shared this on plenty episodes before that when I tried to do my own eyelashes, I glue my eyes shut twice with the glue because I put too much glue on there. So now what? Who gonna come for me, make a live, boom, tag me. And that's all you need to do. Now what? Well, and we gonna have to go at it because I don't even use eyelashes. <laughs> I don't know how to put on eyelashes, and I'm gonna hate on anybody who right. even attempted to do. Right. So let's put it out there now. Yes. Y'all trying to get us some followers? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Y'all see how stupid that sound? Bless y'all heart. Go ahead. Reality TV doesn't show any signs of going anywhere. So, like, what would have to be changed? to make you watch it the current people that are on reality tv showing them doing positive things in which they do have the one the college um what is that college hill i just got done watching college hill. on netflix it was a fight on there there was well that had ray j on it so you know <laughs> but but again you see Amber the- rose and jocelyn Oh, I didn't shut up for real. Yeah. On the latest one, it was Amber Rose and, and Jocelyn. What was the, do we know what the fight was about? What were they arguing about? Anti-blackness. Ah! <laughs> Go figure. Okay. So to answer the question, I think that the current people in which again, at College Hill, they try, they're trying what exactly what I am saying they should do, but have the people that are out there right now, Let's shed more light on the positive things that they do. Because sometimes they do positive things. They are giving back to their communities and all that. But again, they there's no people aren't paying attention to that. So if we have no choice but to only focus on the positive things that's going on, then they will start, you know, paying it for it and doing things internally within their own community watching what their celebrities or idols are doing. So I think that's what they should do and back away from the drama and the mess. There have been a few black women on reality TV that have spoken out about how they're being portrayed. I know Nene had said some things and Tamar Braxton said some things. Uh, Shawnee O'Neal, she said some things, but then, you know, they're still on the shows. There's still some issues being played out. So I don't know how to take that. I can't with them. Nene, oh, I, no. I can't. Mm-mm. No R-H-O-A disrespect will be <laughs> Okay, well, let's, you know what? Let's I'm, fight I'm an R-H-O-A girl. Let's I'm fight an R-H-O-A girl. Look about this. I got a bottle of water. I just pour my water on you. Let's go. Let's go. That like that is trash. It's scripted. It's trash. Taking the earrings off. It's ridiculous. Like they they get together and they have all these dinners and things. Like what is it for? And trips. I'd be damned if I go on a trip and fight somebody. I'm gonna leave y'all ass. The camera crew. If y'all want to send a separate camera crew with me, while I go on my adventure, y'all can. But I'm not gonna sit at the table while y'all arguing. I'm certainly not going to take a trip and you're going to disrespect me and it's on my storyline and I pay it. No, no, no. So, but but what one thing positive I will say, I, I enjoyed watching and I don't know which season it, it is, but I did enjoy Portia talking about Reverend Hosea Williams 
who was instrumental in the civil rights actions. Uh, she didn't know what the Underground Railroad was. But later on, she came back and she started actually doing work a few seasons later in the community and doing more. And Candy always spends money in community in a way I think that we don't see. But there was one season where you saw her doing things, food drives and stuff like that. And I want to say it might have been 2020 when everything was chaotic that these things were happening. Hey, you know what? Not th- I'm sorry to cut you off. Something I just thought about with Portia, though. I didn't watch the whole season, but that finale when Portia got into it with who was she? Who did she try to fight? Was it Kenya? Portia tried to fight Kenya and they actually had to like break them up during the reunion show. And Portia was sitting on the floor and everybody was around her. She said, I'm so sorry. She kept apologizing. And then backstage, she was just like, I can't believe I let y'all take me to that level. And from there, I noticed a change in her to where she was no longer like argumentative. Like when messy stuff happens, she just take a back seat and just look. I did notice a difference in that. And that also shows how, yes, it's scripted, but they will go, the producers and the people behind the scenes and go and say, well, you know, she said this about you. And then they'll put a camera in their face where they together. Yeah. So it's a lot of backhanded stuff that's happening. And Portia said, she kept saying, I can't believe I let y'all take me there because she pointed out what they were doing when it comes to reality TV. She said, I'm so embarrassed. I remember that. Yes. She said, I'm mm-hmm. so embarrassed. Yes. Yes. And it, and that's just the way that they do. And that's how they, they get the reactions and the responses is because they're going back and they're like, well, tell me what you think about her. And then somebody's just thinking that they're okay. They're in a safe space and they're saying it. And then they'll go back and tell that person and then put them together and say, okay, y'all need to talk about it. Do you remember what happened after that though? What happened? She went into therapy. Mm-hmm. That was also a good storyline. Mm-hmm. Her going yeah. into therapy. So I think those things are important. I would prefer to see a lot more of those. But to answer your question, I really feel like one of the people, and I never watched her show, but I've seen snippets of Ebony K. Williams calling people out on their stuff, like really calling them out like you're racist. I mean, she's a beautiful black woman. She's an attorney. And she just was on that show and doing that. I won't say to do that, but she certainly took that opportunity to. I'm going to have to look her up. Yeah. But then do they paint her as the angry black woman who always has issues? Yeah, then all of a sudden she was, because she was a truth teller. You angry if you telling the truth. So, yeah. I think that life has enough problems that that would be entertaining and relatable. So I would like to see these people's actual reality and actual issues that they're facing because I feel like that would be relatable because then people would see these are celebrities, but they're going through the same thing that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So I think they don't need to manufacture all these little petty issues. Just let life play out. You're going to have problems. You're going to have issues. We saw that with Nene and Greg when Greg was sick. Yeah. And then eventually dying. I had a lot of respect for Greg and Nene's marriage and and I understood her perspective when she had tough times. But she still played into it though. I mean, yeah, there was times where she backed off, but she 
played into it because of the money. Nene spent that particular season saying, y'all know what? I can't do this. My husband is sick. I cannot do it. This is happening. I got real problems. I remember her saying that. Plus, I'm a Nene fan, so no <laughs> Nene disrespect will be tolerated. No, it, no, nobody from RHOA disrespect, because I'm going to come over there and we're going to fight. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go ahead and make sure just uh, you have my address so we can nook and book in, in the uh That need to be our in my front song. Nook, if you buck, needs to be it. Nook, if you buck, boy. Hey. <laughs> Scrappy's on reality TV anyway, so. All right, Lisa, what you got for your piece today? This one right here is wild. It's kind of short, but bear with me though, because I mean, it's, it's pretty dope. This one is called <laughs> Simple As TV Shit. If you want real reality, give us a chance to tell a story, a true story about suppressed dreams made into a reality, like being handed a college degree, successfully communicating feelings to a spouse and how positive affirmations float into a spill from lips and a float about like music notes in our ears. See, it goes above our heads and slides into our ericles. See, that's real entertainment. True emotions captured and idealism taken over. See, that's beautiful because I'm over it. So over it, looking at you, and knowing that you're over it too. Because we're more than this. More than this TV shit. And that's another thing I want to share with everybody too. Like, just remember that it's just a part of entertainment. But also remember that they're making money off of us. Especially Black women. Of all the reality TV shows they have, think about it. I mean, it's not only Black women, but it's women in general. So we want to make sure that, yeah, drama is fun, it's entertaining, but also, too, we need to make sure that we're gaining that respect and we're demanding that respect as well. Don't sell your soul just for money. Like, it's ridiculous. Our grandmamas didn't struggle. Our great-grandmamas didn't struggle just for us to be sitting here looking like trash on TV. That sounds like your call to the culture. Yes. Oh, yes. Sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> it hit me. The Lord said, said, and I had to say it. But yes, ma'am, Miss Shannon, <laughs> that is my call to the culture is don't sell your soul. All right. Karen, what's your call to action for the culture? You know, we talked about Black women being the most disrespected, unprotected, and neglected. We are also the most imitated. Mm-hmm. And our image is a commodity. And so we need to own it. We need to own our greatness and not shy away from it because it's no longer popular. I think we can be both. We can be successful and we can be our feminine selves. We can be in healthy relationships and we can be dope ass black women. We can be those things. Now, am I saying do it without black men? No. I'm not saying that because I think that's what happens in the messaging. When I say we can, we shall, we will. I'm not saying do everything from a perspective that abandons black men. 
What I am saying is own it, love yourself. Lisa, you are an example of getting to know and loving and owning you. And I think that is another call to action for me uh, here in this space today, because I want to make sure that own your greatness, own your weakness, be the best iteration of yourself and just not let anybody tell you that it's not good enough. You can be it and know that somebody is watching you who wants to be you. Mm. I'm calling the culture to demand more authentic and multifaceted representation of Black women. We have lots of different facets to who we are, and we have to support the stuff where they do this, like Black activities. <laughs> I'm just saying. I said what I said. I'm also calling the culture to go ahead and click that plus button in Apple Podcasts or that subscribe button in YouTube and then share this episode with somebody that you think is going to enjoy it too. Until we meet again. King and queens keep doing big things. Hey, let's go. Hey.